we're recording, so anything you say will be used against you in court of law. Absolutely. So no swears. I was 23, 24, I was building things, and I, I think I just found myself saying things, and then people that didn't even matter their age kind of just raised their eyebrows or something, like, wow, that was really helpful. If you put a camera behind me for how I wrote this book, it would be the complete wrong way to do it. Like, <laughs> I just, right. I, you know, I've always been a, a person of action. I just think we all try to have this facade, right? We, mm -hmm. we, really, we really try to output our best self all the time, and I just think it, it creates an inauthentic culture. That's right. So guys, um, you know, we've been excited about this today. I've actually been privy to seeing some of it in the office and he shows me these little snippets and everything. But like you today, this is the first time I've had an opportunity to have it actually in my hands and see it and read through it. And I'm excited. I'm going to probably spend my weekend reading on it this weekend. So guys, I, I really thank you for being here today and thank you for being here for Joe. He's a good guy. He's really been uh, a great person for, for me. Uh, I do work with him and uh, he is helping me organize some thoughts and kind of keeping an old guy in line and so I am in the uh, business world and I do a lot of things uh, you know just you know I've been doing it for so long it's kind of hard to teach an old dog new tricks and I really appreciate <laughs> Joe uh, kind of helping me narrow my focus and, and get things in there the way they're supposed to be but we're here today for Joe I don't really want to talk about myself but he told me to kind of introduce myself I am Vernon they call me the short-term pro I'm a uh, I'm the owner of stakeating.com and I also have uh, you know my own coaching and consulting business and Joe's helping me kind of launch that and I just want to say thank you for that today yeah, and thank you for letting me be a part of this honor today to be one of the first three or four people that got the book signed today. Yeah, yeah. So Joe, today, the reason we're here today is, is we just, I mean, I think everyone in the room pretty much somewhat knows you, but for the folks out there that don't know, you tell us a little bit about Joe and a little bit of your history and why we're sitting here today. Sure, this is so for the camera. Absolutely, <laughs> I know everybody Absolutely. here is so good. Absolutely. This is great, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so so everybody pretty much knows me here, but if, you know, if you if you don't know where I'm from or a little bit of that stuff, I grew up in Johnson City. I was born in Scotland. Most people should know that. Some people mm -hmm. might not. I don't know. I was born in Scotland. We moved to Iowa, Wisconsin, growing up. Um, I grew up with Josh right there and four other brothers and a sister and uh, th I said three other brothers and a sister. That's the better way to say that. That's, that's correct. Um, yeah, we grew up uh, doing sports and being crazy and doing hard stuff. And so then I went to you know UT and uh, a lot of people uh, know I sold books door to door. So there's some people here, Ted and Mike and Zach and Josh, um, who also sold books to you at the same company. And in fact. Um, Zach is in the book in the introduction, um, and I thought about having Zach up here, by the mm -hmm. way, to interview me, but I didn't want to, simply because I wanted to like see him smile and right. just like tell Absolutely. him how important he is to me and how much he's changed my life, um, because he is the entire story of, I believe, the introduction. So when you're reading there and you read about this guy named Zach, it's it's that man right there. Mm -hmm. I remember meeting Zach at a at a retreat when I was a freshman in college, and. Um, you know, I was doing accounting and finance or whatever, and I had signed up to do this crazy door-to-door -door sales internship, and um, Josh and I were trying out for a semi-pro soccer team, so I wasn't all in. <laughs> but I remember meeting him, he was so suave and so cool, and um, just a really, really nice guy, and uh, I remember that trip really solidifying that that was something I wanted to do, and you know, I went and sold books the first summer as a freshman, and um, Zach was has, is the only person I've ever seen. He's the only person who's ever actually showed me how to sell books, um, and I did it for seven years. Um, and so I sell probably very similar to him. <laughs> um, yes, and he was. There's this whole story in the book, man, about just yeah. Um, I you know just just hitting a wall. You know, you hit walls and stuff, and I just think that. Um, 
you know, there's there's runner wall, there's runners walls, anything you do, right? There's there's a million things, and I just think like I hit my wall, and Zach was there to watch me hit the wall, which is cool. And I think he's such a great leader to basically like walk me through my wall, I guess, or whatever, uh, in a way that just has really changed my life. Um, and and throughout a lot of the book, I, I like to mention different stories and people and and some studies and just philosophies that have really um, set me up on a path to that God just has it on my heart to just like go and think or wild. I had a I had an old friend, um, real old friend from high school messaged me on Instagram today or not Instagram or Facebook or something. And he was like, Hey man, it's been like a decade or something. Cause I used to work at this little Jack city grill, tiny little, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Cause Anna went to high school with us, by the way. Um, you worked there? I worked there. Did you know that? That's a small world. Um, but there's this guy that, that, you know, he was just like, Hey, like, you know, why'd you write a book or whatever? And there was some sort of like, how, how can you write a book kind of thing in the, in the text, you know, um, which is sort of made me smile or whatever. And I think that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the whole point of writing it is that like, who cares? Like, I don't, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, what's the, so like, who cares how, being young and being, doing, doing stuff is no, no, there's no limit, you know? And I think, I think when you're older too, I have a chapter in the book, it's called The Law of Diminishing Potential, and it's this idea. And most people think when they read that, I had my editor read that, and she thought it was going to be like, oh, you get older, you have less potential, and all this kind of stuff. But, I, but that's not really what I believe. I actually think when you're, when you're older, uh, you're more effective. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have connections, mm -hmm. right? I hope so. You know? Absolutely. You, you could spend probably an hour yes. mm -hmm. you know, doing something with the right people because you've built this, you know, these connections and accomplish what it would take an 18-year-old that's going to bash their head against the wall mm -hmm. doing the wrong thing. You know, an hour it might take them six weeks, you know, and so there is no, there's no limit to where you could really end up um, if you, if you focus on the right things, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I think just for the camera and my background and stuff, it's like, I don't know, I just, I just want my life to be a story that reflects Christ and um, inspires people to do bigger things. Mm -hmm. um, so just, right. I'm, a, I'm a big believer that in our society, culture, anywhere you go, there's just this, um, I like to call it the cynic within, or what I really truly believe it's more like the devil. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, this sort of cynic within just tells you there's no reason you can't, like you can't, you're not good enough, you're, you're not smart enough, you're not good looking, you can't, you know, why start that? You'll probably fail. And um, I just think there's that inner dialogue, um, which in this book I basically call the problem with potential um, that, that holds you back. And if you allow it to basically, you know, scream louder than, than you telling it to shut up, then it'll eventually um, over, you know, consume you um, and your ability to, to do things. So, you know, I guess that's my background a little bit. I, okay. I, I own a company and do consulting sure. and stuff, you know. Absolutely. You can, they, they can go, if your camera stuff, go to my website or whatever. But, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. There you go. That, I'll end that now. No that problem. Ramble. So, <laughs> writing a book is really hard. I mean, you basically have been talking about it. So, tell us why it's why you did it i mean throughout the process i know it's probably been been a challenge but really why i mean why did you write this yeah so oh man um you know to, to, to think of a moment that was like oh i'm gonna write this like i really don't recall what that moment was mm -hmm. i remember writing when i was 19 i want to write five books like that was probably a moment was like okay i'm gonna write five books you know mm -hmm. um one of those southwestern goal setting things right and um I don't know. I think I just started to 
recruit a lot and I was a young district sales leader. Mm -hmm. I was 23, 24. I was building things and I, I think I just found myself saying things and then people that didn't even matter their age kind of just raised their eyebrows or something like, mm -hmm. wow, that was really helpful. Thank you so much. And people were just asking me to like teach them stuff and you know, I'm like young and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. sure. You know, and I think I just got to this point where I was just frankly repeating myself a lot and so I was like, well, I can't do this for more than 35 people. <laughs> so maybe I should write this down. Sure. Um, so there was a, there was a, I read some book called The Dip, I think. It sort of just opened up my mind to, you, you can only impact in person a certain number of people because you have 24 hours. And if you really want to change the world and help more people than you'll ever be able to actually meet or talk to, um, you need to be building stuff that mm -hmm. does that. So mm -hmm. I think, that's probably what wrote it was, I, I think I was in Michigan. I think I got snowed in. I think Danielle, if you remember, I got snowed in one time. It was like an extra four days or something. You know, I don't remember, but um, I just started, I just started writing. I just started, I literally just puked on a page of like 40,000 words wow. of just nonsense. I think I deleted half of it that mm. it didn't even make it into the book. Cause <laughs> but I was just repeating, you know, what, what I told people. So, um, and I just, I just wanted to help. That, that's the biggest thing. I just wanted to do something meaningful. Okay. I'm a, I'm an analytical, so you know, I just want to make sure I wasn't spending time doing something I didn't really care about. Sure. Um, so it wasn't really a, it wasn't like a spiritual epiphany or anything like that. It was more of a, more of a, you just basically said to yourself one day, let me put this all down. And I think a lot of people are going to be helped by it. It's what I, where I'm yeah, heading with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, so really, did you have a target in mind when you started writing the book? No. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm t I, if, if you if you put a camera behind me for how I wrote this book, it would be the complete wrong way to do it. Like, <laughs> I just, right. I, you know, I've always been a, a person of action. You can mm -hmm. ask mm -hmm. friends, family, whatever. It's just like, just, I kind of just jump in sometimes and uh, don't, you know, the thing, does it have to be perfect is just never something that I've, mm -hmm. you can ask my wife about cleaning up the house too. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's just, right. just go for it, you know, and it'll, it'll work itself out. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the name and everything came after I wrote 40,000 words. Right. I think the subtitle came three weeks ago or something, mm -hmm. you know, like right. <laughs> all of the stuff. It's just, you know, uh, yeah, but I, I just went for it, you know? Good. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Now you've talked a little bit about Danielle and I, I know that a support system is super important. I don't want to put you on the spot and make it, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, but tell me about your support system. I mean, how, how has she supported you through all of this? Yeah, so Danielle, uh, it's a little secret about Danielle. She so doesn't want anybody to know, but I'll tell you everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this woman's a good writer. Yes. She probably got how many, how many hundred, oh, like hundreds of blog things she's mm -hmm. written. Like she's got sort of this secret word doc thing that she's, she's just such a good writer, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, she is an incredible support and inspired me to do it. She wrote her book and she's like, I'm just going to go do it. She had this thing written, I think for years <laughs> called mm -hmm. Lily's story. It's a, it helps kids in foster care. It's all the proceeds and stuff. So I think that just inspired me to do it. So thanks babe. Right. Um, you know, and then I think through the whole thing, I think it was last Saturday night, I was trying to make one last little edit, um, for this book or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to upload it for the 1159 deadline. It doesn't work. The, t oh. the tech tech specs don't work. Um, I ended up working out this morning, which was great, but uh, it was just nonsense. You know, I'm up till 1230 on the phone with Amazon and stuff. And she's like nice to me, even though I'm pretty crazy yeah. and, uh, not letting her <laughs> sleep. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone, you know, 12:30 or whatever. So um, she just like lets a lot of that stuff go. So I just mm -hmm. really appreciate that about her. And she's just encouraging about making it happen and 
getting the coffee and doing all the little things behind the scenes that she doesn't want any credit for, but she deserves it. So, mm -hmm. great. That's awesome. I think that's super, super important to have a good support system behind you, and I, I can see it today while I'm here. That's very special to me to see this dynamic today because I've never met Danielle before today. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, you got a chance to talk about that because I, yeah. I know that's super, super important. So in this book, in writing this book, I mean, do you have like a favorite chapter or something that, you, that you've written in here or something that really resonates with you personally? That's just a good question. I mean, it all resonates with me personally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I really like. Um, I think I really like the uh, the cynic the cynic chapter, mm -hmm. and uh, there's one about belief. Um, I did I did a bunch of research in this book. You know, you have all these sort of oh, this is what I believe and this is what I do, and sometimes we sort of just base it off what people say. And uh, in writing a self help book or something that's going to go out to people you don't know, it's like that doesn't actually like work. You know, there's got to be some some stuff. And I don't know. I, there's just so many studies I was reading, but there's one called the Sandflea Experiment. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it before. Charles has. Maybe we've talked about it. I don't know. Or maybe you know about before. Um, but basically, there's these scientists, you know, they, they put some fleas in this little jar at six inches, and they can normally jump like six feet or something wild, right? Um, they put them in there for whatever number of days, 10, 20 days, mm -hmm. or whatever. They, they get conditioned to a certain height of this jar, um, and they let them out, and they never jump more than six inches the rest of their life. So I think human beings do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Man, and, and the, the how to get out of that sort of limit, probably one of the most wild experiences that you could ever go through because it just, yeah, belief is a really interesting thing. Mm -hmm. um, there were some studies that I was reading through and put in the book about how our brains just like condition towards a certain way of thinking. Um, it's, it's psychologically proven that when you have a negative experience, you will remember it way more often mm -hmm. than a positive experience, Absolutely. right? And so just like the mm -hmm. sand flea, you hit your head on the top of the jar, you know, you easily and quickly give up. And uh, I think that happens a lot with the friends that we spend mm -hmm. our time with. So there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a chapter called The Hierarchy of Friendships. It all connects, you know. And uh, it's about how, you know, we surround ourselves with certain people. We start acting certain ways, mm -hmm. you know, and how it's okay to just kind of let go of some toxicity, you know, in your relationships in life. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the belief at the end of the day is is the my, probably my favorite chapter. Okay, great. You were talking to someone earlier about the the cover, and I think it's very I think it's very telling. What you know, I understand this being in the business world or whatever. But you said there's something there's like there's a concept behind this. Oh yeah. Uh, I worked with this guy named Mike Trent. He's awesome, and he's, mm -hmm. he did the, all the designs and stuff. I didn't make this, um, but he came up with uh, this whole idea of like problems and time and potential. Um, with Sisyphus, it's a Greek character who he goes to hell or something and has to like push a rock up and down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it always falls. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's how a lot of people feel when they try stuff, when they jump out of their comfort zone, when they do something different. And I think that um, a lot of times people feel like, man, why would I do anything? Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to amount to anything big. And, and that's called nihilism. It's this idea that what we do doesn't matter. You know, and I think Sisyphus probably feels that. So that's really where that came from. Um, and there's a chapter in there called Butterfly Effect, which most people I hope probably have heard about in here, but it's how, you know, the small things you do actually make a massive ripple and, you know, you don't have to be the person in front of everybody to make a, a big difference. And there's a there's plenty of stories mm -hmm. that I put in that chapter about. The small guy, the guy who's you never heard about before, 
you know, makes that one comment to one person that leads to, and the story goes to uh, how Billy Graham actually becoming an evangelist and stuff, which is pretty pretty wild. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Right. Yeah, you shared <laughs> I mean, that, that blows my mind. Yeah, so. you shared that story with me one time about that. That it's amazing, just like one one little action or one little one thing that you do, some small little detail that you don't even maybe think anything about how it affects so many people. You know, it's it's a big undertaking to write a book. You you had intentions when you wrote this for this to be mass produced. And, you know, for me, you, you and I have talked about, you know, I'm kind of a visionary. I see the big picture, but I don't quantify the details and work on that. You you kind of have a little bit of both, which I, I, I can really appreciate that. You have a big vision, but you also quantify results and you, you, and you have different, you know, you have systems and processes and things like that. You're really good at that sort of thing. So when I start looking at this, I'm like, I overthink all the time. I mean, most people in our lives, I mean, I guess a lot of people in here are always overthinking. So, you know, this stands out to me. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that people do when they overthink. You know, I, I you know, my situation and that, that sort of, yeah, and, you yeah, know, I, mean, I don't want you to share any of that, but, you sure, know, sure. But, yeah. so, so anyway, Gordon, what, I mean, uh, every time he comes yeah, in, right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, great. Uh, we all overthink, right? I mean, I, Things I think overthink isn't like what should I do in business, which other people do. It's at, sometimes it's like what do I wear, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. I feel weird about my, you know, hair or something, mm -hmm. right? You know, I think I'm getting a slow bald spot on the right side, right? <laughs> you know, it's like that's right. the stuff I overthink about, you know, sure. and and other people, you know, um, overthink different things. But this it always comes down to, um, you know, just worrying too much about what other people think. I, I put it in the the book. It's called the herd mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, we're psychologically, as, as human beings, predisposed to want to fit in with everyone, um, which is just so interesting. It doesn't make sense. You know, it's almost paradoxical to success because in order to be successful, you sort of have to stand out, right? It's, it's almost the definition of success, isn't it? Standing out in some way that's valuable to you, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be financial success, obviously. It could be being a good speaker or helping kids or whatever it is, right? And... Um, so in order to do usually what we want, we kind of have to not be the same as everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's terrifying, um, you know, to, to everybody, myself included. So um, that's why right. overthinking happens, sure. in my opinion. <laughs> I think uh, analysis by paralysis, is that the phrase? It's yeah, like you, oh, yeah. You just overthink so many things, and you, you worry about what people think. You worry about the consequences. And I think fear has held me back in my life many times, and I've done a lot of things that I, I think are great. You know, and, you know, my goal every day is, is to try to, you know, present you know, myself in the best light I can and, and try to be the best human being I can be. And, you know, sometimes even that can get a little skewed and it can be a little self-serving. And, you know, sometimes people kind of see you as like, you know, whatever, not you, but they see, they see us as, you know, sometimes when we're raising above or, you know, everyone gets haters, everyone gets kind of these people around them that kind of just, you know, we were talking about yesterday in the office with the folks that were there of, you know, how sometimes people do great things and then all of a sudden, things start happening, people start talking, the internet starts lighting up and social sure, media. Sure. So you can't let all that kind of affect you. And, and I think so many people start overthinking it and they start getting to that point before they even get started. So yeah. there's a failure to launch or a failure to get started because they've, they've sat around and they've over, been overthinking the whole process or whatever. So, you know, I know, you know, how, you know, the way you've helped me, but really, I mean, what's some people, what's some things that you've done to really to, I mean, can you talk about some folks that you've helped without mentioning names or, you know, how you've seen people make some changes in their lives, you know, and, and see how they've, they've grown or they've, you know, they've progressed a little bit just from some people that you've helped? 
Just by overthinking less? Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I won't do names. I, I've worked with a lot of different people. Um, there's, there's been some rookie salespeople I've worked with that, um, and again, these numbers won't make sense to some people, but sold basically nothing their first year to being a four or 5,000 unit producer, you know, walking two summers uh, beforehand to just changing things up. Like it's just, you know, um, I work with a lot of clients. I mean, I have friends too. It's just like, just, it's so simple, mm -hmm. you know, like action's usually the, the answer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. It's like, it's, it really gets that simple. If you just go do stuff, you almost always find that it's easier than you thought. Um, it's more rewarding than you thought and that you're better than it and can improve, you know, if you just kind of commit and go all in. Um, you know, I don't know how many, how many people that has hit, you know, I'm sure, hopefully people will tell me, you know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> hopefully they'll message me and stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know that there, there's a, it all has to do with overthinking. Um, it, the, the analysis by paralysis as well, just. I just think letting go of just being perfect, you know, like when I go do these talks, it's just like I always say, done's better than perfect every single time, you know. I just think we all try to have this facade, right? We, mm -hmm. we, really, we really try to output our best self all the time, mm -hmm. and I just think it, it creates an inauthentic culture. Sure. Right, you know, and That's then we good. all get jealous. Right, it's sort of, of the, hum the human highlight reel is what we <laughs> yeah. show on social media. Yeah. And that's the person we want to project to the world. And it's it, it's easy sometimes, I think, to, to even overthink that and think that everything's got to be perfect. Yeah. You know, no one feels like anyone else struggles. You know, no one feels like anybody else has any problems because yeah. they don't yeah. ever hear about that stuff. And right. so when you're when you're in the in the position that you're in and, and you're, you're a leader to men, tell me a little bit about like your core values to that. Like what what are some of your sure. some of your core values of of how you operate as a human being on this earth? Yeah, man, that's a good question. I know your too. faith, of course. My, yeah, yeah, big Jesus guy. Mm -hmm. Go, go, Jesus. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I when I think about my values, it's just like uh, you know, Christ filled, Holy Spirit filled, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think one of my favorite. I, I'm just a big believer in that our words really do impact people. That that butterfly effect. I mean, you can you can think that nothing you do matters, which I think is a very uh, pessimistic way to go th throughout life. Or you can think everything matters. And I think there's a responsibility that comes through when you think that everything matters. And so you know. We all make mistakes and stuff, and I'm definitely no perfect, perfect person. But I, my, I think my top value that I always want to, you know, um, embody is just being relentlessly encouraging. Um, I just think that sometimes people just need a break. Um, this, this, this might be a hot take, but I really enjoy this movie called The Joker. Um, have you guys seen The Joker? I don't know. It's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty sad movie. Um, but it's basically about the Joker, um, where he just goes through and he just like never gets a break. He just never gets a break, you know, and he just sort of snaps at the end because it's a, you know, DC comic thing. Um, and I just, I just don't want to be the person that never gives somebody a break. Cause I just think when you get a break, it's like everything opens up, mm -hmm. you know? So, sure. you know, how can we give people a break? How can we, how can we go on the other side and think, why is this person acting this way? And uh, my wife had me read this really good book because she's, you know, social work and, you know, we have, we have kids and hosts and some things like that um, called, um, what's that book called? What happened to you? What happened to you? What happened to you? It's a really good book. Everybody should read it. It's, you know, it's about like kids' trauma in some ways and understanding that. But I think it's a good concept for everybody. Everybody acts in a certain way, not because they are that way, but because they're reacting to a certain circumstance that they had. So instead of saying, hey, what's wrong with you, which a lot of people do, it's more like, hey, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. Right? And I think, I think coming around that and just understanding that they may not get encouragement, you know? Like if you, if you take, if, if, let's say, the pr like somebody's being prideful or something, you know, it's like they probably just don't get complimented ever. Mm -hmm. 
like, that's probably why they're doing that. <laughs> they're not a terrible person. They probably have some stuff they just want to be recognized for, and they probably just have like some sort of gap in, in, in that part of their life or something. And you could put anything else that anyone struggles with because, you know, there's also not speaking up for yourself, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. like you're not, it's not that you can't or that you're not worth anything. It's because you felt mm -hmm. something like the sand flea. You, have, you, mm -hmm. hit, you hit some sort of wall, and mm -hmm. you just decide to stay there. So. Right. John C. Maxwell calls that the law of the lid. You can only yes. go as high as you set that lid. You know, we, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I know you and I appreciate you, and I, and I don't know where we're doing on time today, but I really wanted to just, you know, just call from you like the nugget today. If the you nugget. could if you could give somebody, you know, I always ask this in my podcast here, uh, you know, what, what's your nugget today for somebody? Number one, obviously, go out and buy the book. You know, Amazon, I think we said, is one of the best places to find sure. it. Yeah, yeah. But what's the nugget today? The, okay, this is, this is the nugget. Yes. This is okay. a good question. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, all right, the nugget is this. Um, most books, I bet you if you go to all the self-help books in here or the business books, 90% plus will probably have something to do with money on the front, profit. I think there's one right over there. Mm -hmm. um, whatever. And they always talk about, there's a lot of things that talk about like money and profit. The whole statement of this book, the whole point of this book is that if you want to reach your true potential in life, you have, to have, you have to be in the pursuit of helping as many people as you can. Otherwise, you will hit a barrier and a limit, and you will stop trying, you'll stop progressing, and you will become selfish. And you can see that a lot. So, you know, if, that's, if the end goal is to be comfortable, you're missing the point, you'll get there quick, mm -hmm. and you'll be depressed. <laughs> that's what I think. So, you know, that, that's what this is about. Like, the whole point of reaching your potential is because you, you will help more people. Um, especially if that's your goal. Otherwise, right, if, if, if the idea is, okay, I've got to go sacrifice so much time or talent or treasure or money, whatever, and I lose out on this, but it helps way more people, um, you're not willing to do it if you don't care about the people more than the money, more than the personal gain, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a chapter at the very beginning um, that just talks about, like, cigarette companies that make billions and billions and billions of dollars, and they also kill millions and millions and millions of people, and they kill millions of people who don't smoke, you know? And so if, you're, if your net benefit is, is uh, you know, money and death, it's sort of um, missing out. What's the point? And uh, mm -hmm. you should do something else. <laughs> you, should, you should change and, and go help some more people. So sure. I think that's the nugget. If, you, if you're helping people, everything comes easy. If you're helping yourself, everything seems hard. For sure. So that takeaway today, you know, we, you know, I always like to talk to folks about their heart, their passion, their why, their give back. So when you wrote this book, you said that there was really, you know, you, you, were, you were intentional in writing it, you, you really focused in on writing it, but, you know, if one thing could happen because of this book, what, what one good great thing would you like to see happen because of this book? Yeah, one big great thing, I don't yes. know, but maybe, maybe a million small things. Okay. A million small st things, that would be great. Okay. You know, I, I think just if anybody gets inspired just a little bit, if there's just like one little chapter, one little paragraph that people internalize and utilize and inspires them to do mm -hmm. the next good thing that helps more people, or if it can get people to zoom out from what, again, culture preaches of how can I be wealthy and safe and comfortable and retire at 35, you know, like I, I don't even think the retire, like goal, the goal I don't even think for me is like retirement, like great. It's like what can we do to help people with time freedom mm -hmm. is, is a different way to look at that. So if it, if it helps people just be inspired by reading it, even for a day to just take a step in whatever direction makes right. the most sense in the pursuit of helping others, then that would be great. Um, if it, you know, if it, if some miracle it gets big mm -hmm. um, and it helps a, a whole group of people build a community of leaders that their whole focus is helping others, that would be really what I'm going for. Um, 
bringing all those leaders together and, and building some sort of you know network. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big believer that you know it's uh, if you have if you meet the right person you can do anything you know if it's 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 not who or how mm -hmm. who versus how or whatever that little phrase is you know so if we can kind of bring people who actually want to help others together i think that we can make the world a better place so that would be the goal the end goal so the not one big thing but a lot of tiny yeah, little yeah i'm just a big believer in that absolutely ripple effect awesome. of, you know awesome great okay so Joe, I was just going to tell you today again, thank you for what you've brought into my life and how you've helped me already in the last several months that we've known each other. And I just wanted to make sure that you understood today that I'm excited for you and I want the blessings for you and I want everything to that comes from this to be to be what it is and what, what, what you really want it to be. And I, and I hope that folks out there that are watching this and, and the folks in this room will go home and read this and really really take that information. And then, you know, if you if you got questions or you, you need some help or you need some advice, I think he's a great person to call for advice uh, his youth doesn't scare me at all I, as I said the first time we ever met I'm not very coachable and he's coached an older guy he started getting that stuff out of me so from our perspective today I mean I just know that I know his heart and I know I know where he's at and I know what he's what his goal is and his vision is because I've heard a lot about what he's wanting to do and so I just wanted to be here to support that today and I just wanted to tell you thank you for all that you've done in my life and you know I think we said today Amazon is probably the best way to get your book how else yeah. can they get in touch with you I know that's always oh. important for us to do that oh, that's yeah. right that's right uh, uh, just <laughs> Go to joeignis.com. That's where you okay. joeignis.com so slash the problem with potential if you right. want to read the story okay. of why I wrote the book and, and order from right. Amazon. No there. problem. Do you have any closing thoughts? This is your gig. so you No, not really. Thanks for being here, everybody. Right. You guys are a blessing to have and some amazing uh, connections, and you guys are more valuable than uh, anything else in my life. So I really appreciate um, friends, family, and, you know, that's all right. that's all I that's all I care about. Sure. Let's give him a hand. Thanks for being here. Thanks, brother. Um, yes, thank you, sir. Yeah. So, um...